I think take a second, really, you know, enjoy the journey more than the result. And the result will pay you forward 10 times. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Wellness Curated. This is your host, Anshu Bahanda. And the aim of this podcast is to highlight ideas, trends, techniques that will help you to lead a healthier life and to lead your dream life. As you probably all know, in the last decade, there has been major changes in the way people perceive wellness. So for me, wellness is, it's a combination. It's a combination of physical fitness, mental wellness, emotional well-being, spiritual health. And today we're going to talk about technological in innovations, uh, and which means wearable devices, apps, gadgets, and the like. And in the last sort of the two years that we were all going through this pandemic, uh, the focus on technology has gone up many fold. So I remember when we went into the pandemic, I'm based in the UK and I have friends who are based all over the world. The gyms closed, we couldn't go out to a gym. So I started doing training. I started doing my yoga actually on Zoom and that worked beautifully. My husband bought a Peloton. Most of you probably know a Peloton, but for those of you who don't, uh, it's a bike that's stationary, but you can do live sessions on it uh, online. Um, people were using all kinds of devices. People were using fitness boxing, Zumba uh, games, all kinds of devices. I, in fact, I did a podcast uh, during the pandemic on a device called Apollo Neuro, which is a device that changes your, the condition of your health. So these devices, some of them are fun, some of them are life-changing, some of them, you know, people worry about. So we're going to delve into all this today with our guests. So we have today nutritionist Neha Sahaya. Uh, we have fitness expert Karan Kurana and we have a fit tech entrepreneur today, uh, Arman Khandari. He's co-founder and COO of Forte Technology, which offers personalized health, fitness, and wellness. Welcome to the chat, Arman, Neha, and Karan. Thank you for having us, Anshu. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very much. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for making the time to be here and talk to us. So Arman, I'm going to start with you. Since you are in the fitness technology business, tell me, what do you use yourself? What fitness technology do you personally use? Uh, so Anshu, to answer that, um, I've had a very cliche sort of a fitness journey from going from fat to fit. So uh, one of those cliche transformation journeys where I was really overweight in uh, high school as a, as a college kid. Uh, and then I did... Um, probably the first thing that everyone would do, uh, go to Google and start typing uh, out various things on, okay, how do I lose weight? Or what are the best apps or services out there to actually use lose weight? Uh, so over time, I think I've used a bunch of apps out there. Uh, some of them, if I had to name some, uh, the Nike Training Club, I've used Strava because I used to run a lot. Uh, I've used MyFitnessPal uh, to, to key in my nutritional habits, et cetera. Um, I've also used lots of watt generators because I was also into CrossFit. Um, Currently, if you ask me, I use the Apple Watch, which is primarily to track uh, my uh, workout, my progress. Uh, and I also use the, the portal mirror. Uh, 
but um, just to maybe spend another minute on that is one of the things that actually um, was lacking in the overall sort of fitness ecosystem back then at least uh, was the level of personalization that that was available so while there were i mean it can be almost overwhelming that there's so many options out there but are these mm -hmm. options actually relevant to you as an individual are they relevant to your body type to your fitness goals uh, that was something that that i was struggling to find a solution for and uh, while it's great to have so many apps and so many devices that give you hundreds of metrics but if you don't know what to do with these metrics or if you can't derive actionables from them you don't have a clear call to action then it's lost and most people who are fitness enthusiasts or or so it's, or for, to say what people just starting off their fitness journey it's not easy for them to actually go around these metrics and these apps uh, so i think yes. these were some of the struggles that that i had initially with a lot of these apps and that is what actually led me uh, to start on my entrepreneurial journey in in the fitness tech space of sorts i'd love to hear more about your portal mirror tell me more about it absolutely so i think um, like i mentioned right so one of the biggest problems that we are looking to solve for with with portal in general so we are a tech company while the mirror is our flagship product today it's called the portal studio um our our tech goes beyond just the existing form factor so the problems that we are looking to solve for uh is a high degree of personalization at scale followed by actually giving you access to quality training at the convenience of your home um so a lot of a lot of um the players out there today follow a very sort of one size fits all approach uh which is probably not relevant uh, for say these markets as well right like say a certain app out there in in the north american region might not be relevant to the indian body with the lifestyle that we have mm -hmm. with the kind of nutritional habits that we have the kind of training that we need uh, versus the training that we get um so the portal mirror itself is is if i have to explain it in simple terms it's your smart home gym with an inbuilt personal trainer so everything that a personal trainer does for you which is setting your nutritional plan setting your program your schedule for the week for the month uh, correcting your form and posture in real time uh, and guiding you and motivating you throughout your workout journey it's all done by our ai systems and embedded sensors that we have on the mirror itself so essentially it's it's your one stop solution for anything to do with holistic wellness so armand you never meet a human being or initially you do meet a human being when you get a portal mirror in terms of setting up all this right so uh, you don't really meet a human being uh, so that is where the tech aspect comes in so we have a very in depth sort of an onboarding process where we look at uh, every user from multiple lens so every user goes through a four step onboarding process where the first step is you give us certain inputs about yourself uh, that being your height weight age any underlying injuries and health conditions what equipment you have access to at home what your fitness goals are etc the second is an actual health assessment so the portal studio comes along with a passive health monitor called the portal biosense so that tracks six key health vitals from your ecg to uh, spo2 glucose levels uh, blood pressure etc this helps the ai systems actually set a health baseline for that individual so more importantly what should not be prescribed to this individual in case there is an underlying health condition uh, the third is an actual fitness assessment on the device itself so where the users um, undergo a basic fitness and a fms test to test their mobility range of motion what their fitness levels are etc and the fourth and the most important is the user's actual interaction with the device so uh, artificial intelligence is something that only gets smarter if they have more data about that individual so as and when the user is sort of using the device say for a few sessions we measure various metrics from their 
uh, muscle imbalances, body imbalances, range of motions, physical strength, etc. And this goes in further to training the AI systems more about that individual. So this is the whole personalization journey. Having said that, if you opt for a, a premium plan, you also get a once a month consultation with one of our in-house trainers. Okay. So from what you're telling me, the portal mirror is your personalized trainer. Yeah. And I'm assuming you have different workouts in the portal yes. mirror. Like you've got Absolutely. dance and you've got yoga and you've got training and you've got conditioning and strengthening and all those, right? Yeah. So currently we support close to 16 different, different workout formats. So everything ranging from uh, your traditional strength and conditioning, you have HIIT, cardio, you have dance fitness, different forms of dance fitness, Tai Chi, uh, you have different forms of martial arts, Muay Thai, we have MAC training as well, which is martial arts and conditioning training. Uh, so there's something in it for everyone. Right? We have a lot of mobility-based work. Uh, we're also venturing into um, uh, remote physiotherapy, not post-surgical, oh, but wow. more sort of um, um, uh, for uh, in basic injuries, et cetera. So it's something which is relevant to most age groups, most fitness levels, uh, most uh, genders out there. But Karan, I'm going to come to you now. There is something that bothers me about technology. And I want to ask mm -hmm. you about this. So in today's day and age, we have all kinds of vitals that are monitored by, uh, you know, all kinds of devices. But even then, you find that people collapse. Like, there's, you know, while they're working out at the gym or they're going to a marathon. I mean, I've heard of two or three different situations where people have just collapsed. And these are, you know, people we think are fit. They look fit. So what is this? What is going on here? No, great question. And I think there are a couple of things to keep in mind when these things actually occur. I think one thing that is often overlooked is the value um, or essentially the underplayment of stress on the body that can come in the form of overexertion, lack of sleep. It can also kind of manifest itself over time as, in, you know, any kind of unchecked underlying health condition can pop up if your body is under undue stress. I think while, yes, you know, having apps that do monitor vitals is great in terms of tracking progress and you know, really adhering to a fitness plan, it is one of many things that is just an indicator of how you're doing. It doesn't tell you the underlying. It doesn't tell you, for example, in a marathon, if you're dehydrated, the, you know, th those kinds of metrics won't come about, which can lead to, you know, uh, electrolyte imbalances, which can lead to, as you've heard about, collapsing. Okay. So, so you provide one-on-one -on -one training, right? And you also have an yep. Instagram which does boot, you know, which gives people boot camps of different ages. You post challenges, you do workout regimes. So you obviously recognize the importance of form. So what is your view on fitness technology? You know, do I you feel this is best monitored by a trainer or a combination? Mm -hmm. Or can we go the AI route, like Arman said? See, I think with all things such as this, balance is really key. I think there is a place for technology in terms of monitoring and tracking and adherence. There is also a place for AI-powered workouts in terms of convenience, in terms of, you know, uh, smart fitness, in terms of being able to really adapt based on your progress as you're going along. 
Now, you know, me personally as well, I do use device, fitness devices. I use two actually at the same time. One is the Apple Watch and one is the Whoop. Now, I think these two things have different focuses for me. One is more about workout tracking. The other one is more about recovery, sleep, and performance overall and general health. Now, I think that there are, there, there's a certain time and place for an app versus a trainer. If someone is you know, really starting out new, they may need some extra help, which is where a trainer comes in. But you have apps like you know, Nike Run Club. If you're a runner and want to just keep you know, doing that, you have Strava, which are months that he also uses because he used to be a runner. So I think there is a place for apps that are great. It just depends on how you're using them. And you got to really figure out which app is the best for you based on your personal goals. I think that's the key thing because, you know, now um, there's so much fitness tech everywhere. You have so many apps. So it's really about understanding your goal and which app really serves to serve and help you attain that goal. Thank you for that, Karat. Neha, so fitness technology, what is your view on it? Can it go wrong? And if it can go wrong, how can it go wrong? So what can we warn our listeners about to not do? Okay. Uh, you know, we need to take an average human being. Now, an average human being, usually when using this app, usually overestimate their workout and underestimate their calories. What does this simply mean? For example, if you have had two teaspoons of peanut butter, when you put it in this app, it will show 100 calories. And then we kind of try to adjust it and justify to ourselves. We have had one teaspoon, you know, so that becomes into 50 calories. When it comes to workout, there are usually options such as have you done a vigorous workout, moderate workout or a slow workout. Honestly, very few take the th last option of doing a slow workout. They usually go for moderate and vigorous, so the calorie count looks higher. So I, th I think we kind of over-depend and make ourselves feel self-satisfied looking at these apps sometimes, and that is a big problem. So it's very important to know that if you're using these apps, you should also get the kind of results if it's showing you on this app. So if it's showing you on a calorie deficit and you're burning more calories, your calories in and out are well-balanced, then it should be showing results in your body. And I'm not just talking about weight loss. It could be any of your goals looking healthy, you know, glowing skin or, you know, controlling your diabetes, whatever it is. It finally has to give a result. So, and I think, you know, honestly, for mental well-being, also, also sometimes it's not very good. Imagine that every time you eat, you're putting it in the app. Imagine putting it in one potato. Oh, no, no, no. I ate two potatoes today. Imagine doing that on regular basis. It can really take a mental toll on you. So I think apps are excellent to use if you can use it the right way. But the worst thing can be that you're using it the wrong way and expecting results and then getting disappointed and getting mentally also bogged up with it. That is so true. We get so involved in breaking up that food and analyzing it yeah. that we forget that this is food. This is meant to be a pleasure. We're meant to enjoy this. So thank you for saying that, actually. Tell me, do you use any fitness technologies at all? Yeah, I was using a lot of them. I was especially using the Apple Watch, but now you can see I'm wearing a regular watch simply because I felt I was kind of over-depending upon it. Like I saw that I burned 700 calories and I kind of started justifying myself. Yes, if I burned 700 calories today, I'm justified to eat something. And honestly, sometimes you can leave your watch aside also and take four rounds or just lie on the bed and somehow the watch is somehow still burning calories and you've just woken up from the bed, you know. So honestly, it doesn't make sense sometimes. Uh, 
on saying that it's not like i don't use yes i do sometimes put in calories in you know in the app to see how much i've eaten on certain days uh i also use the glucose monitor because today i feel all the health issues are concerned with balancing your blood sugar levels and it's just not diabetes or pre diabetes or insulin resistance but overall well being you know how fatigued you are uh, whether your hormonal balance is there uh, uric acid is all related to your maintaining a blood sugar level so i'm quite interested and intrigued by it but again it should not uh, control your full life you know you cannot be obsessed checking every 2 minutes what the food has reacted with your body so if you're going to use an app and just use it really sensibly towards your goal thank you for that neha arman and karan so we talked about an app my fitness pal right um so i've had a very interesting experience with that uh because neha you said that you know it's i agree with you it's very difficult to put down everything you eat which is me i can't put down everything i eat but i had a friend who was a size 16 18 a very close friend of mine she's tried everything she tried lots and lots of different uh diets she went to dietitians all kinds of fitness regimes she wouldn't lose that weight she's had she had her bloods done finally she used my fitness pal took her a year she's down to an 8 10 uk size she's looking incredible and she's feeling great so uh, arman why do you like my fitness pal so honestly anshu um if you if i had to give my opinion on my fitness pal it's not something that i actively use currently i did use it yes initially uh, but i think like uh, neha echoed as well it becomes extremely hard to keep logging in what you're eating on a daily basis on a periodic basis and after a point people tend to drift away at least that's what i've observed that um, unless you're really really motivated and you really have uh, that level of um, uh, interest and ambition uh, specifically for us right because our diets are very different where we have various kind of indian foods if you base our india uh, which is not very accurate on on most of these apps at least at the time when i was using it it was wasn't the best solution so karan i wanted to ask you you also mentioned my fitness pal so tell me wh- why do you use it how many times a day do you expect say if you're if you're in touch with your clients through that how many times a day do you expect them to input what they're eating does it work for you Sure. So, like Armand mentioned as well, I use it very, uh, you know, very strictly. When I when I started, I used it for about two years straight, every single day. Um, that eventually caused me to drift off because I got a very good sense of my food by looking at it after a certain point. So, I think it serves a purpose in terms of it uh, makes you understand portion control. You know, it's not about a diet; it's about how much you are eating of what foods in what quantity that really make a difference over time. for my clients as well i tell them to track their food for just one week just a week put everything you've eaten to get a sense of you know how much you're eating and how full you're feeling and then based on your goals if you want to either gain weight or lose weight you can always adjust those portions from there so it's on a perfect app i think i picked it because it has it's easy to input it's kind of intuitive in terms of you just weigh your food and put the raw ingredients but um I think it's it's great for just understanding how much you're eating really. Okay. Thank you Karan. I also want to ask you Karan about the Apple Watch, which is of course, I mean it's probably the most used fitness device I would say in the world. Um are you satisfied with with the results because 
it's not of course there's battery like issues it's not cheap it's it's an expensive device for a lot of people it's an indulgence does it motivate people enough to work out so i mean i have a trainer who shows up and because she's here i have to work out right uh would something like an apple watch be the same kind of motivation so i think there's two things to consider here one is the extrinsic motivation you get from watching the apple watch rings close that's gamification so i think that tends to motivate you to try, try to you know cut those rings up or to to fill those rings up essentially um in terms of am i satisfied with it i think it's a great way to keep adherence and monitor a general level of fitness as neha mentioned you know it does there's there's no device that that's 100% accurate you know it will give you a broad range of calorie burn which also varies from individual to individual anyway so more than using it to track you know my calorie burn i use it to see my consistency between my workouts if i burn 600 calories yesterday i do the same thing today my intensity can be maybe somewhat different but my overall calorie burn will be somewhat you know plus minus 15% which is wide but that is the margin of error that is that these apps that these devices really have um in terms of um is it a, a good device to have i think if you can afford it and something that you are passionate about i think it does serve a good purpose in keeping you consistent with your goals but that being said it's definitely not you know 100% necessary so i think it can work for people who are either fitness conscious and want to kind of be more proactive in their monitoring and for people who are already fit and want to keep up that whole um you know tracking and self fulfilling lifestyle okay thank you kaila neha i wanted to ask you now typically when people come to you to be put on a food plan say they want to lose weight or they want to gain weight or whatever the situation is so you make them a food plan and i'm assuming you and your team track it and monitor what they're doing you know like i go to a place called i don't know if you've heard of this place in austria called mea the mea clinics i go there once yeah. a year i come out and you know i'm so happy but can a device replace that can a device is there a device you can think of which can give us the same level of motivation and the same level of monetary in long run to achieve your goal motivation is very short lived what you need is discipline consistency and a lot of patience when you look at someone's picture who's fit and you're like wow I'm motivated once you shut the picture your motivation is kind of over right so you actually need also discipline in life uh saying that uh you know it's very important when i see clients i think to some extent uh when you meet on one on one or when you're there uh some clients are more motivated with that well as uh some are quite okay doing it through a different pattern you know for someone like me who's busy at work i kind of really appreciate these apps sometimes will teach you how to work out what form to do because i can go back home and not waste that time going to a gym or an exercise place you know so obviously it depends totally upon your lifestyle again you know we all humans are not made equal so each one how they interpret the app and use in their lifestyle can depend from person to person so as i said it's very important if you're using these apps for your benefit it should give the results because you have a certain goal that's why you downloaded these apps or you're using these apps but if it, if you don't reach that goal then i'm sure it's pointless for you okay all right um thank you all for being here
before you go, let's remind the listeners of your advice. So, Neha, one app that you would recommend to your clients. As I said, I'm quite obsessed with uh, blood sugar monitoring. So I've been using Ultra Human and I think that's quite an interesting app to use right now. Wonderful. Arman, one app to recommend. I'd have to say Portal Fitness. I think that's the <laughs> one I use. But um, yeah, apart from that, your Apple Watches are good to keep you keep you monitoring your outdoor activities. Okay. And Karan, what about you? I would actually go with um, a food app. That's my fitness pal, just because I think it's fantastic to break in into understanding how you eat. Lovely. And, they and initially, are... sorry, I was, I was just going to say and for not an app, but a page you can follow is Crank Fitness, Crank.Fitness, which is my Instagram page. Wonderful. Neha, one area of fitness that people tend to ignore and should, should pay more attention to. I feel like we concentrate a lot on cardio. Uh, I think very few people actually try to lift some form of weights. Um, and when I say weights, it could be any form of resistance training that helps to reduce body fat and has a lot of long-term health benefits. So I think people should start lifting a bit of weights now. Arman? I think uh, adding on to Neha as well, I think it's very important to find balance, balance between uh, the different forms of training that you do, balance between your training and nutrition and your sleep cycles. Uh, more importantly, just try and understand your body. Spend some time, do some research, consult an expert if you have to, but understand what you need and what works for you. Mm -hmm. And uh, something that works for someone but not necessarily works for you. So spend some time on yourself. Wonderful. And Karen? I think um, just being patient and as Neha said, incorporating strength training. I think people want quick, quick fixes too quick. I think take a second, really you know, enjoy the journey more than the result. And the result will pay you forward 10 times. Thank you, Neha, Arman and Karan for being here and for your time and for your valuable pieces of advice. Uh, and thank you to the audience for listening in. We hope you enjoyed the show. We hope you learned something new. And if you have any questions to do with this episode, Arman is receiving queries from, from listeners. Uh, you can send him an email at arman at portal.co. Portal is spelled P-O-R-T-L dot C-O. Um, Neha's Instagram handle is literally her name, Neha Sahaya. Karan Kurana and his Instagram handle is Karan.fitness. I hope we brought you a little closer to leading a healthier life and to leading your dream life. Thank you. Mm -hmm.